This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air. Kia ora, I'm Pirapi Whanga. Tomo mai ki te ngātahi o te tau. Ngātahi o te tau means a gathering in of time. It's seasonal re-energising, like Matariki, our new national day to celebrate. To be Māori originally meant to practice a way of seeing and being, as Māori means to be native, normal or natural. When Pākehā explorers ask the Polynesian inhabitants of Aotearoa what they call themselves, of course they said Māori, and so an ethnicity was born. And that's the truth. We begin this program with music as I talk to Ray Ahipeni Mercer, a Ngai Tara descendant who lives beneath the maunga of his ancestors in the Wellington suburb of Seaview. He's a Māori guitar maker, a luthier. He took up the craft after travelling to Britain in the 1970s as a musician. He was a member of the Dedication, who had a hit song with Wait For Me, Mary Ann. That song was very successful for us, and we in fact were finalists in the 1969 uh, Loxing Gold Disc Award. And anyway, that band, probably with the peaking of that record, uh, so did the band too peak at about that time, and like all good things, it had to come to its end, and I played with a variety of uh, uh, musicians, and um, but then wanted to go overseas to, to the sorts of things that were um, happening overseas, particularly with regard to original music. So I landed in England in 1972 and I started playing with musicians on what was called the pub rock circuit, which was a, an area of music coming up at a time when musicians and audiences were getting a little bit fed up with the huge concert venue sort of uh, mega dinosaur type bands like Led Zeppelin and all these bands that you could only see from a quarter of a mile away and you had to pay... And a half your week's wages to see them. Yeah. 
of English musicians that were very good players that weren't in that kind of league decided to start uh, cranking up the music and exposing it to, to people uh, in their neighbourhood. The, the expression garage band also came out at around about the same time. Now, in the course of playing all that kind of stuff and being involved with those kinds of people, I made contact with instrument repairers as a necessity for having to have my own instrument serviced. So I decided to add another string to my bow and I got involved in instrument repairing through meeting um, and sitting around in the workshops of people who were um, very good at their craft. Now, there was no one over here doing that kind of thing. There were people in music shops who could do basic things, but nobody was creating uh, good guitars and very few knew how to even do basic repair work. So that's, that was the sort of platform that I stood on to, to get into the craft. <coughs> I then went to um, the uh, Martin Guitar Factory in America. Came out of there inspired, it would be the word. I thought, I couldn't make one like that now, but I reckon I can make guitars like that one day. I, I really did think that. So I went back to England uh, excited and um, restless, and I found a night school the only one in um, southern England, and it was about 500 yards from my flat. And then I got a job with an acoustic guitar makers in the north of England in Lancashire called Fylde, and they made a guitar that was also very, very good. And I stayed there for a while to get some skills there. Then I went down to London, and I set up a workshop with some English friends who were, who were in the same situation as me, and we had a very, very successful workshop right in the centre of London, and there we did work for people like um, Led Zeppelin. Uh, I worked on guitars for Jimmy Page myself. Uh, the Pretenders, Chrissy Hine, the singer, I uh, did her guitars. Um, the Four Tops, some of my heroes like uh, the guitarist from Fleetwood Mac, Peter Green, and a whole proliferation of other people who, while not having the, the manna of the ones I've mentioned, were nonetheless fantastic uh, players. very demanding players who knew what they wanted and I was exposed to a whole range of fine vintage instruments which, which got me attuned to the sorts of things I needed to understand before I could really get into making instruments in depth, which I then did. What difference does it, did it make to you, knowing about the music side of it, when you got to the stage of actually working on the instruments? The advantage I had over people who don't play is that I had an ear that had developed in terms of music and in terms of musicality. Now, I'm not suggesting that uh, you know my ear is better than anyone else's, but what I'm saying is, is that I knew what a good guitar should sound like, that was number one, and number two, I knew what a good guitar should feel like to play. So I went into instrument making with those two things already well tucked under my belt. Um, I have based my search on the sounds and the skills that 
people long before I was ever born had already put in place some of the, what are often referred to as the masters, maybe that word sounds a little bit uh, sort of highfalutin a bit, but, um, but people who were some of the best craftsmen of their time who were building instruments prior to World War II. The, a, the period of the 1930s for acoustic guitar making, and this is steel string making I'm talking about now, and electric guitar a little bit later, but the steel string makers of the 30s in the USA have probably never been surpassed in their excellence and the standards they set. And so what I have done with, uh, have tried to do with my contribution to this is to um, examine and listen to a whole range of those instruments, particularly when I was living in England, where I was able to get my hands on those sorts of guitars, and I would spend like three quarters of a day with a little wee torch inside the guitar and all sorts of mirrors so I could see what I was doing. And I'd make little measuring sticks up to try and measure internally because, you know, you can't take the guitar apart to measure it. And I'd get inside and I'd measure things. I'd put light bulbs inside the guitar on a dark night and have a bit of tracing paper over the outside of the guitar and I'd try and figure out where things were and, and then I'd look inside and see how they were shaped. And I'm not saying that they gave me all the answers, but it gave me a... Um, if you like, a, a, a pool of knowledge to start experimenting with. And um, 12 years later, I'm at the stage where there are some things now that I, I'm very sure of what I'm doing. There is those other almost sort of... Um, there are other aspects to instrument making. Um, you can never quite control wood. You can manipulate it, but you can't totally master it. And that's part of the excitement, is just wondering... You know, when you've pushed the wood round, you've bent it, you've planed it, you've you've done things with it, um, and can you can you make it move and do things in a certain area of sound or otherwise? And I guess that's the um, that's the uh, lifelong uh, journey. Okay, you've you've got a guitar there with you now. Um, could you explain a little bit about the wood that's in that and the particular sound that you wanted from it? Sure. <coughs> this guitar. This guitar is a steel string guitar, um, small bodied, based on the, some of the famous guitars of the 1930s. And this guitar is constructed of, in the front first of all, which is the most uh, important wood, and the wood which is pivotal to the sound of the instrument. And the wood is of the pine family, and it's called spruce. And spruce is a wood that grows in North America and in Europe. And I'm using the North American genus, and this wood is used because it is a very good transmitter of sound. It is light, but very strong. It is very um, forgiving to climatic change. It will expand and it will contract without too many problems. On the sides and the back of the instrument, we have this wood, rosewood, which is a very hard, but very light wood. Very reflective, very beautiful to look at and also very stable. And so I use that wood um, primarily for my backs and sides. The neck is a wood called mahogany, which many people have already heard of, and that is a wood that is um, basically easy to get hold of, is once again plays a, an important part in the sound of the guitar, is easy to work and shape for your hand and for the heel where it butts onto the body. And over the front of the fingerboard, we have the, uh, the neck is the fingerboard, and that's made of ebony, which is a wood from uh, Africa. This is a very uh, mungu-coloured wood, as you can get from the name ebony, 
and this wood is um, very good for wear on fingertips. It doesn't doesn't wear out easily, and it, plus, it look, because it's plain black, it looks nice on the instrument. It provides some balance to the appearance. Other than that, I've used some shell for inlay, some mother of pearl, of gold mother of pearl and silver mother of pearl. I now use our power shell when I can, but I had I built this guitar in England. I didn't have any power with me, and. Um, there are little wood inlays, which are a little bit difficult to describe to our listeners, but there are little fancy wood inlays. I vary them according to the model, and I use bone. Finally, I use little bone strips for the contact points of the strings at each end of the guitar, where the uh, strings attach to the, what we call the bridge down at the bottom of the guitar, and up the top we have this thing called the nut, which is what the strings rest on top of. So this guitar, yep, um, Mind you, I put the work in. This one uh, came out right first time, so I'm really, really pleased about it. Okay, how would you like to just demonstrate some of the sound on it? Just do some playing. Okay, this guitar has got a very low, nice low action on it, so you can do bending like this sort of thing. It's got a very bluesy sound. those kinds of things, what's referred to as country blues. It's got very good bass for a, um, for a small body guitar. It's got very good bass. The guitar might not be quite in tune, so if anyone's having a giggle out there, we won't worry about that. But um, it's got very good bass. It's got a very crisp, is what I'd call, a very crisp sound. Most of us are used to playing guitars that sound good when you strum them when you strum all six strings at once, but when you start to play the strings singly, they sound weak or tinny, but this guitar has got what I call a nice crisp, but a fat sort of sound. Okay, we've been talking at the mainly about acoustic guitars so far. You also make electric ones. I do. Okay, this guitar here, um, which I'm building for a uh, Wellington musician, is, a, is very typical of the sorts of things I make, and sort of typical of the things that you can buy in shops but I've added a few touches of my own but I'll just demonstrate um, a little bit of uh, the sort of sounds we get out of this guitar and which will uh, sort of indicate uh, the, the types of things I'm doing with them. Now this is a sort of, uh, this is going to be played by a blues player and that was the typical of the kind of blues lick as it's referred to that this player will be uh, using on this guitar and when he came to see me he, he explained the sorts of things he'd be playing and asked me to build a guitar that would reproduce that kind of thing so that's what I've done. And you couldn't play anything from your, your earlier days as people might remember could you? Well what I could do is perhaps um, not on this guitar but I could if you like um, uh, whip you over to the house uh, at some stage of this interview probably and uh, play a bit of a song on it that, uh, that I was talking about before Wait For Me, Mary Ann
You've been listening to Ray Ahipeni Mercer, a Ngaitara luthier who's still at work as he recently straightened the neck of one of my guitars. Kamo te wehi, Ray. The name of this program, Te Ngātahi o Te Tau, Te Putanga o Te Hinu, suggests a time of taking stock of your life, sometimes described as the summer of the golden wine or the golden years. However, sometimes the wine you're drinking turns sour and bitter. Aging is also a time of new adventures that can be positive or negative depending on your attitude. My recent medical mishap is one of those requiring a bigger perspective from me. There's a 1 in 600 chance of clotting, says the man. I'm back in the Hastings Hospital cardiac unit and I've been here before. In fact, just last year, after having a heart attack. I didn't know what it was at the time. It was just an accelerated heartbeat that I'd had a few times before over the years. It normally went away after a few minutes, and I'd gotten used to it. There was no great discomfort to me, just the uncertainty of when the fast beats would strike and what I'd be doing. Sometimes I had to lie down. When I finally told my doctor about the incidents, he said when they occurred to ring an ambulance and get the medics to do an ECG. So, a few times after that, I did ring an ambulance or get taken to the hospital. But the faster heart rhythm had gone by then. It was last year that the faster heartbeat returned with chest pains, pains which hadn't gone after half an hour. I'd spent the previous two hours singing my heart out with a gospel choir I belonged to. I got my partner to drive me to the emergency department and then crashed out. I came to with a roaring sound of pain across my whole body. Staff had shocked my heart to get it back into a normal rhythm. I was admitted for observation and that's when I was diagnosed with heart arrhythmia, an electrical short circuit that means the heart doesn't pump efficiently and there's the risk of blood clots forming. I was put on the next available air ambulance flight to Wellington, where all cardiac surgery for the lower North Island is performed. There I had an ablation, keyhole surgery, that sealed up the offending heart tissue. I flew home a new bloke, and the outpatient's follow-up some months later cleared me. Good to go. That was until last Friday night. It's Monday now. This time around I got some aching in my chest and a little shortness of breath. I got my daughter to drive me to the emergency department. A spray of glycerine nitrate under my tongue and soon I was okay. Of course they took blood tests and said they would keep me overnight for observation. That's when I woke up to what the cardiologist was saying. They needed to do an angiogram and he was outlining the risks. Angiograms put a dye in your arteries which are then photographed to reveal any blockages. And that's all done internally. 
That's where my state of mind is now, awaiting the test tomorrow. But silly me, I've left out an important part. You see, my aching heart also jumped out of rhythm earlier. It's timing in sympathy with the start of New Zealand's first COVID level 4 lockdown. The symptoms were shortness of breath and dizziness. Initial treatment was cardioversion, a polite term for shocking the heart back into sinus rhythm. That op went well, and with some medication to keep that rhythm, I was put on the waiting list for another trip to Wellington and another ablation of a different part of the heart that had caused the atrial flutter. But that wait has been interrupted by the latest scare. I did ask the cardiologist if the ablation and whatever defects the angiogram may turn up could be covered in the one Wellington trip. But he doesn't want to speculate before tomorrow's angiogram results. As I write, the sun is streaming into the cramped furniture-packed lounge of Ward R1 Hastings Memorial Soldiers Hospital. And my journey stretches out in front of me. Well, that little story was written last year, and I'm still on that waiting list for surgery in Wellington. Oh yes, the angiogram showed that I had very healthy arteries, and there was no definite explanation of last year's heart scare. Maybe a platelet got loose somewhere. Anyway, I'm on blood thinners, cholesterol-reducing pills, and the occasional amiodarine to regulate the heartbeat. I knew I'd write a song about the experience, so I recorded the sound of the sonar scan of my heart, and that's the rhythm track that opens and closes the following song. It's called Te Wiwi Te Wawa, like the flitting of life, like a fantail, a tiwaiwaka.
Kei te whakarongo mai koe ki te ngātahi o te tau. Wa, te kau māono. Te kau māono ko te aukatai atu ki pōneke. 1942. I haere mai koe ki te ki te tāne mō te wātuatahi? Ae, te wātuatahi, te 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 i te mahi i te tari Māori. Ae, koe nei tōku pāpā i te wā e ora ana. That's my dad talking, i haraira titoko whānga, talking to me, Piripi whānga. In our continuing story of how I was brought up and influenced by my father, let's listen to his story of leaving Te Oti College and beginning his work with the Department of Māori Affairs in Wellington at the age of 16. Nowadays we have a government committed to working alongside the treaty partner throughout all government institutions. But that's a long haul from the settler government originally focused on facilitating colonial settlement, usually at the expense of tribal Māori. The Māori Land Court was first established to individualise tribal title. Its parent body was the Native Department, later renamed Māori and Island Affairs, as more Pacifica immigrants arrived in New Zealand. Ko 
Pauriano te ngaka o tēnei Māori i rotu i te rotu i ngā taumahatanga o, o pōneke. Kaore o kuwahi noho. Oh, nē. Kaore. Ka taia tau ki reira, i reira taku tuahina, ka tūtaki māua. Ka ki mai ki au, ka te haere koe ki whea moe ai. Kaore o mōhi o taku tuahina. Kuwahine? Kuhana. Kuhana, o. Kuhana taku tuahina. Nā O Hakwanda e tana mahi kuro mahita. Ite training college a ia itau a. O tino mohi wai ki te ngā neke neke tango pōneke. Koe te mata ki te. Ai, koia. Te tohunga o ngā mea katoa. Ai, koia. Ai, tana kōro ki ākoe. Ki a tūpato. O ka horeana nei kōro ro mākut. Ka haere mao ki te rapa rūma mōku, rūma moe mōku. Te paika, tūtaki mao ki te tahi, tahi oku hoa no nūhaka. E haere nuana i te ngā tiriti. Ko horeere nuhi tō mao tūtaki tanga ki aia. Ko aia? Ko Jack Ryan tonu e ngoa. E he Māori tonu. He Māori tonu te tangata nei. Ko tūtaki māo, hea tō mahi konei, o, kai te rapa wāhi mōi au, ko haramai au ki konei ki te mahi. He, kai au, haramai ki tāku tāhano ai. Ko rā tāku whare mōi e tuatahi, he hoa tano nōku no nūhaka. Kei tēhe tiriti, kei tēhe wāhi te rā. Pipitea, Pipitea Street, i runga tāro Molesworth Street pe, ai. E nui ngā ngā whare moe i reira e wāte ana o? Oe, tama. E hara i te whare tōtika, te whare moe nei hare neo. Ah, nei. Oe, e kau te... Kare e pai ki o mātua pē? Oe, mani kite tāku mātua i tēnei whare ko ki ma kia auki ki te kai. Nā te ahe. O nga te pakuoki o ngā rūma, te pōri. Ka ora he wāhi tika hei kai. O nga te matere koe, he kore monitoro te mate. He kore monitoro tēnei Māori, i mahoe ati au te kukura. Ai tai mai au ki tai atu ki pōneke. Ko ngā kākahu i au, ko ngā kākahu o te kura. Ko tahi noa he te hutu, mo te haere ki te karakia, ko ako tarau potro tonu i au. Oh, ai. Nō te kai, nō te karai. Oh, yes. I haere tika mai au i nūhaka ki te aute, mai i te aute, ki pōneke. Ah. E hoa. Hei ngāwai te utu mō te rūme ki tō maumaharotanga? Hei tino hei te utu. I aua i te monie, i aua wā, 12 and 6 mō te wiki. Bed and tray. Hei tēnā, te tray. Ko te tray, ko tahi pēr te hanuiti, ua pēnei tonu i te pepa nei te mātotoru o te prao. Ai, ko te pata, ka panai, tere rau e te panai e te pata. Ko te kakara nui ho te pata e mau atu nui ki rungi te parao. Te rongo nui ho.
in Victor House in Johnston Street, he read at the Tari Matua or the Tari Maori. Engari kote wahe mahiana i muri tonu ite ite fare paremata Sydney Street West ira te tari Maori e kore e kore ngaro i ngā Maori tene fare kai wahotone na e mauna te panui ngā fare paku paku kai muri nei ai ngā fare paku paku kai muri nei he pera hoki e rua ngā fare i fakapiria ke kutahi Ah, kunga, kunga, fare paku paku, kahare koe ki muri o te fare ni kairera. Engari ko te pānui, kairuge i te horahi e, 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 e mauana. E mo te taemai o ngā Māori ki te titiro i ngā pukupuka, a ka ki te rātau o, oh, a nei to ai. So kahare, e, te tahi mea i te, te, te pakanga i haere e tahi o ngā etahi o ngā mema o te o te tari ki te ki te fawhai ka tuhi mai ki a mātau i te tari ka mau ki rungi ngā reta koena koena te ingoa ka tono mai ki a ki te tari Māori care of ngā whare pukupaku kei muri nei Sydney Street West ハイペラ。やっと時間が経な。パンの表記をパンの絵もの、きて、ほら、いわほとのおて、おてたり回り。へパンの絵、書いたあとに出ね。へ、はい、パンの位置ね。書いたあとに、へ、はい、かったどの
i tau ara, e ato te te mahi, katahi koe, koe kite koe te, te mahi o te tari nei. Ki tō moe o tangi, hea ha te mari, mahi o te tari i tō wā i, I, um, I mui i tō tīmatanga. Hea te mahi o te tari Māori ki ngā Māori o Nuhaka. Uh, o ka arore he tino pāna ki, ki Nuhaka. E ngari, yeah, i haere ke au ki, ki pōneke, no te mea kāore aku whanaunga i reira. Mohi o tona me i haere o hetari ano hoki i tūranga. A i reira hoki ngā pukapuka mō ngā whenua kei nuhaka. Ngari mohi o tona mana ka haere au ki, ki tūranga mahi ei. Ka haere mai aku whanaunga ki reira. Au oh, ne, ki te kōra mō te au a nuhaka. Kōra mai ki au a... Me, me pēhea, me pēhea, so, ka pēnea o e, me haere au ki tatahi wāi ke. Ah. Nā reira, ka haere au ki pōneke. Mātara. E, I reira ngā, ngā pukupuka mō ngā whenua o, o roto o Wairarapa, o te Manawatu, o pōneke hoki, uh, tai atu ki uh, heretaunga. Ah. I reira katoa. Uh, mō te katoa hoki o te Waipaunamu. I te ireira ke i, I pōneke i tauawa. I tauawa he, 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 he tari matua tēnei. Te he tari matua tēnei matua te tari o ikoroa. E, mō te kōti whenua, mā, mō ngā rekoata o te kōti whenua Māori. A, I reira katoa. Kaori i nāhenei hoki ku ngā rekoata o ngā pūpuka whenua mō te waipaunamu kei o tautahi. O tautahi. Kei reira kei nāinei, engari i te wai haere back in uh, 1942, uh, i pōneke kei tako tōna ngā My dad, Titoko Whānga, acknowledged that the Department of Māori Affairs that he had worked for for some 47 years was not without its faults. He was referring to the interpretations of law and government policies they implemented. He first worked in the Māori Land Court as a Māori language native speaker, making sure that the Māori landowners understood the law. The Māori Land Court legislation followed the treaty as a mechanism to give individual title to tribal land so that it could be cut up and sold to settlers. O i haere au ki reira ki te mahi noeho, ki te whawhai, te mātauranga i roto i enei tuāhua mahi i roto i te ngā mahi a te kāwanatanga. Kā roa i mahi a nei reira, whātikau mā whitu tauau e mahi nei roto i te tari Māori. Ka tae mai te wā, ko penei te kāwanatanga, e mau mau te tari Māori nei, me whakakore. Nā reira, e ono marama pea e, t- e toeana o, o taku taima i rotu i te, te tari Māori, e ka katia. Ka whakakorea te tari Māori, a kua ue noho nei nā e nei, e moke moke nei nā e nei, kaore he mahi, <laughs> kua koroa te e nā e nei, kua koroa he katia. Ko, ko, ko te, te, te tikanga o te tari Māori te timatanga, 
he, he tarei, he āhua, uh, he kanohi ki tāo, he kanohi kawanatanga ki tāo Māori? Ae, ae, he mahi pai, he ātāhua ngā mahi ātātari Māori, ki tōku nei whakāro, he he, te mahi ātākawanatanga ki te whakakore e tērā tari. Ahakoa uh, kai te haere tonu te kōkiri. Meki peneo, he momou noeho, he momou noeho te taema a te kōkiri. Kaore o rātou nei niho, kaore o rātou mātou rango ki au, mō ngā mahi e pāna ki te ui Māori. Nā, ko te tahi noeho ngā mahi e mahi ana e te tari Māori au i reira, Ko ngā apprenticeships e whakanui tēnei i nāianei e te perimia. Kei te whakanui e tana mahi i roto i te ao o tēnei rā. Apprenticeships. Kura tana ki tenga tōtai pe? Ko tēnā mahi te apprenticeships, nā te tari Māori. I whakatui i nei. Nā te tari Māori. He maha tonu rātou kei wahonua ngā Mechanics, oh, how am I mahi? The mahi aringa, mahi aringa tradesman, kuna. I am a tradesman, yeah. I reira katoa, i a mātou tari Māori. He mahi nui tēnā, ka haere te tangata ki te mahi, a mā rātou e āpiti atu ngā moni utu i aia, A te tere Māori anō tēnā mai. He mahi pēnā anō a mātou. I roto i ngā kura, i ngā kura, e haere anā a mātou āpiha ki ngā kura katoa, ki te whaiwhai hāri i ngā Māori, ngā tamariki Māori. Mēnā kā kore e haere ki te kura, e hāko i kore e haere te kura. Nā te kore moni hei hoko, E kākahu mōhu, e hoko puka puka, e mā mātou. Mā mātou e hoko e nā mea. Ke hoki koe, e hoki koe ki te kura. E punua mō ngā mea katoa, ne? E punua, e pūtea. O, e pūtea mō ngā mea katoa. E, wā, ahoko e tahe o ngā pūtea pe kāore tinu tika. Kā kore, kā kore koe e tai ki te hoki ki tō kāinga, kā harabau ki te kororo ki au. Te wā i au i roto i o, i roto i te mana wa tū. E reira hoki au e mahi ana. Ka haramai te tangata. Ko ngaro au, kāore au ku moni, e hoki ana au ki ākarana. Kāore au ku moni e hei utu i te motaku pahi. Mā koe hoat. He moni no i reira mō e rā tū mahi. Kā kore... Me ne kai te hea kai koe, e te kautāra hei whānga i a koe. Me ne he te mariki au, kutahi rau tāra pea. Kone te ahua te tari i te timatanga, i te tōa i timata. Timatanga i te ahua te tari Māori o koena i etahi o ngā mahi i te mutunga. I te mutunga, i te mutunga i te mahi i ngari. I whakawhānu i tia ngā mahi, mai i taku tīmatanga. 
Nā te kore o ngā etai atu o ngā tari kawanatanga e ahe ana ki te, te whakaoti, whakatutuki e nei, wawatoa. Ai tōpātai ano? Nā te aha, tēnei āhua tango te, te tari Māori ki te, te mahi ngā mahi kato o ngā tari. Nā ki taku mōhe o tanga pēa ki te ngoi kore o etai atu o ngā tari o te kawanatanga ki te kōkri e nei take uh, mō te iwi Māori. I whakataku mōhe o, i whakaturi te tari Māori, no te mehetahi o mātau e koroni te reo Māori hei whakamārama hei whakamārama ki kera o tātau kāre mōhiona ki te koroni pākehā me haere ki whea me pēhea me pēhea ngā tika ngā ngā tare ka hara mai ki te koroni ka anoho he kaputi he kawhe rānei ngā korero ka korero Hea tō hia hia, he mea, he mea, me pēnei, me pei rā, haere ki te māku e wai atu ki a mea, ko tērā tuāhuatanga, ka wiki e tai e etahi o ngā, o e rā tu tari ki te ki te whai taima mō tēnei tūā o pēnei. He tika ngareke ki etai o ngā tari. He tika ngā māi tēnei ki te tūtai ki te mihi mihi, kāore e whakaputa te take. Kāore e tino pai te puta o te take. Mahi pāmu, ngā mahi pāmu. He tika, he mahi pāmu anō tāte iwi pākehā. He tari nui aki tō mātau. Ai, Kaya rātau pēr te mātauranga me te moni. Engari, mō te whakamārama ki a tātau anoa me pēhea. Me pēhea, ah, kāori. Kāori a rātau. Haere ki te tari māri. Haere ki te tari māri. Kia māramai koe. Kia māramai tō haere. Koe ena kē te mea nui i roto i te tari māri ki au. Ko te whakamārama. Ki tō mōhio tāngi, kōa i ngā tāngata i reiri i tō te timatanga i te tari Māori ki pōne ki nei, kōa i ngā tāngata? Ka aru hoki a nui ngā Māori i te timatanga, ko ngā Māori hoki a mahiana i taua wā. Ka aru i kūraina penei i nāene. Ka aru rātau e tino... E whai, tohu tohu. Tino... Mōhio ana ki ngā mahi katoa puta noa i te tari. Nō reira, te nuinga i roto i aua tūnga teitei he pākehā. He pākehā te nuinga. He iti noa ho ngā Māori. Hei āhua, rete kia noa ki e tai. Ko koe tētai o ngā kaimahi Māori, ko rātei te pākehā ngā... Ngā rangatira o te tari. Ngā rangatira katoa he pāgeha. Ahakoa kaore koe tino whakaena ki a rātau tohu tohu, hoko aroke tae atu pēhea, o rātau ki ngā rangatira. Engari, ko tae atu nei koe te kororo, ki ngā Māori e haere mai ana ki te mahi a rātau mai. Koe ana ke te pai o ngā Māori. Engari, Ko ngā Māori i reire i taua wā rā ko hari wikātene te tahi, ko oke heke tā anō hoki. 
rāwe i roto i te, te koti, whenua Māori. Mm. Uh, I tāua wā, ko te koti, he tūnganga o te koti e, 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 ngā wāhi, he maha, he maha ngā tūnga o te koti, uh, rā i tāua wā, uh, mena he koti mō ngā whenua ki uh, me ki au, ki here taunga, ka haere tonu te koti, ki here taunga tūai, ka tūki reira. He koti ki hoki tika, mene he take, he nui ngā take whenua i roto hoki tika. Ka haere te koti, ki hoki tika. Mene ki arahura, ka haere ki arahura. Ki te wairarapa, ka haere ki mahi tāne. Ko tahi wiki e noho ana? Oae, ko tahi wiki e rua wiki ki e tahi. Ki whakaoti e te kaupapa. Ki a oti ngā kaupapa katoa e hehe tjana i roto i te rātaki wā. Ko here taunga tonu te tahi o ngā koti, tino nui, e rua wiki i reire e noho ana te koti. Ko rere ke hoki ina ene. Ka haere ngā tāngata ki te koti. Ka haere ke ki te koti, mena kai whanganui nei. Ka ora e whanganui e haere ki rae tihi, e haere ki oha kune e kaore. Ko rātau ke ko oha kune ka haramai ki wanganui. I tō timatanga tō tō mahi, koe nei tētahi o tō mahi kei te koti whenua? Ae, ae, koe nei te tahi o ku mahi. E kai kaua i te aha. Ngā whaeaz o e te koro Māori? Ohorere nau i tēnei ahuatanga, te koro Māori. Ko tahi noe ho te koti, i haere au, ka puta he koro Māori i rotu i te koti. Engari, ko te koro ahari wei kātene ki au, he maha tonu te reo Māori. I te wā i aia, i arawa ko oka heketa. Ngari te wā e mahiana au i roti i te koti. Ko tahi noeho, i roto i o otaki. Ngari no te ko haere tanga ki te waikato o ka putano i reira. Ngari hei te noeho ngā kōrero i roto i te koti i roti i te reo Māori. E hara i te mea nui. Pehe ngā tikanga o te koti whenua ne, ko pā mai he koru kino mō tāna whakatūnga, mō tāna mahi ki te whakawehewehe i te Māori i a rātou nei whenua. Ua taku mōhio, taku mōhio ko te kaupapa. He pai te kaupapa, he pai te kaupapa. Ko te meo kē, ki taku mōhio. Ko te hunga e harabaina ki te kōrero mō a rātau take. Ko e tahi, he kōrero me ki au kāore e tino pango, kāore e tino mā. Kei wāinganui e tahi o ngā kōrero. Ko e tahi o ngā kōrero he teka. He rupahu, he rukahu, he hā. Koe hoke mōhio ki te tika, 
For Dad, Iheraira Titohofanga, the problem of land disputes still coming before the court nearly a hundred years later lay in judging the validity of the claims. From his many years of working at the interface between Māori and the government, some of which was in Parliament as an Under-Secretary to the Minister of Māori Affairs, Dad reckoned things were not always black or white, but sometimes grey. Well, that's what I discovered about our whānau land after Dad died, and I started getting the monthly land meeting notices about the scattered land blocks that were the collateral of Māori Land Court decisions. Central to this was the disappearing land of my tūpuna, Ihakafanga, who lived at Temahi in Northern Hawke's Bay during the signing of the Treaty of Waitangi. I remember my auntie Hannah telling me some years ago how some of the locals around Nuhaka, where she lived the latter part of her life, spoke behind their hands about her great-granddad Ihaka, claiming that they were also entitled to his land, such scraps that were left. Her granddad, Titoko, told her the storekeeper, Bendel, had taken most of Ihaka's land after he died because Bendel was the executor of Ihaka's will. Only recently have I come across a version of the story that sheds light. It was in a contemporary report to the Waitangi Tribunal aimed at settling land claims in the Wairua area. The researcher, Joy Hippolyte, searched both the records of the Māori Land Court and the defunct Māori Affairs Department head office in Wellington, both places, as you know, where my dad worked. She records that Ihaka was a principal rangatira who had land interests on and around Te Mahia. Ihaka's son, Maihi, did give the storekeeper Bendel a lease of some land for a few years, but when the lease was up, Bendel's widow claimed rights. A land claim in the Gisborne Māori Land Court showed that there were two other owners of this block, along with government legislation designating some of the land a Māori reserve. Land court records also show Ihaka had sole title to a further block of land at adjacent Waikokopu, and so repeated counterclaims over the years had been dismissed by the land court. The Waitangi report is a tangled web of government dealing with the taking of some of this Waikokopu land for a proposed harbour for Wairua, some 40 kilometres distant, and Ihaka's descendants from three wives trying to hold on to the remnants. One of those descendants was Auntie Hannah's granddad, Titoko Whanga. I'm Piripi Whanga, and this has been Te Ngātahi o Te Tau, Te Putanga o Te Hinu. This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air.